Welcome back, everyone, to another special episode of Technically. We've had a number of special episodes over the last week or so, and, uh, well, it's because there are a lot of conversations we need to have with a number of people who have insights into a number of different fields. So this week, we're joined by Trust Nokovetso, who is a digital marketing guru. I'm keeping that. Digital marketing guru is the official title now, Trust. Um, and we want to basically go up, like talk about digital marketing as, as a field and how businesses can actually um, use digital marketing now because of the pandemic everyone being forced onto digital um, platforms and, you know, digital spheres, uh, big or small. Um, and it's very important that people start looking at their, their business's digital presence seriously, uh, because that's where most of the customers are, are residing now, even in Zimbabwe, where data is a um, is a problem. So uh, I'll, I'll introduce my co-hosts, uh, Rufaro and Edwin. They don't want me to say their surnames for whatever reason, but it is what it is. Um, want to stay anonymous, Valentine. <laughs> see uh, so i'll let um trust introduce himself and we'll get into it all right um thank you valentine and um thank you for bringing me to this platform and i'm excited to be here i'm trust nokovezo i've been active as a digital marketer for the past 12 years in different capacities and um, i'm excited to be here to share insights and discuss the opportunities that digital marketing presents to us who are listening. Fantastic. Uh, so I guess the first question obviously is the one everybody would want to ask. So people might not know what digital marketing is. So can you give a description of what digital marketing is to someone who may not even have heard of it? All right. So digital marketing is um, any efforts to grow a business or to push a business forward, uh, which um, involves digital technology or which involves internet powered uh, technology. So if you are trying to grow your business, you are trying to uh, get customers, you are trying to get people to know about what you do using any technology which is powered by the internet, then you are doing digital marketing. So the subdivisions of digital marketing do include social media, uh, it includes email marketing, it includes uh, website development and management. It includes um, what is called marketing automation and so many more. So depending on how you look at it, it can have either six uh, sub uh, subtopics or 12 subtopics. But that's that's what digital marketing is um, in, in short, I guess. That's an answer, yeah. All right, I see you touched on the digital marketing channels that you went to the description. Can you give them uh, an in-depth sort of view of what a digital marketing channel is as opposed to traditional marketing channel because most people will be thinking uh, so I'm the same thing so um, to those small business owners and businesses out there hopefully listening um, the delineation between the two all right so um, so digital marketing channel is a, is a is a is a way or a, a platform that you are going to use to do the digital marketing the platform that you're going to be using. So social media uh, is uh, a set of channels right? and those specifically include Facebook, include um, what you call it, Instagram, LinkedIn and all these. Then you can also do your marketing on a different email uh, and there you will have different tools that you can also use to do your email. So the channels, they are sort of the enabling technologies that you can then use to reach to people and be able to interact with people. 
but they are not really the they are not really the the digital marketing themselves so one of the errors or mistakes that people have or make is that they mistake for example social media with digital marketing but digital marketing is way way wider than just social media and for that reason people leave a lot on the table leave a lot of opportunity that they could have taken advantage of because they are looking at it with a very limited view that's that's what i would say so the difference is one is a enablement and digital marketer is way wider than just one channel i don't know if i've answered your question well uh, oh well enough for me <laughs> Yeah, so for me, it is clear, but I'm, I'm now wondering, because you were mentioning channels, so there's like Facebook, Instagram, and all, all of those, and digital marketing spans across different channels. But like in Zimbabwe, WhatsApp would be the main um, channel that people use. So how would like a business go about forming a digital marketing strategy? Okay, so that's a, that's a very in-depth question, and um, thanks for that. So WhatsApp, yes, is... The most popular platform and apparently it's also i think the cheapest platform in terms of data and uh, you can play around with a lot of things there to even have files become smaller and all that and all that and much can be done it has a lot of interactivity so um the businesses are at different levels and um i i assume that the people listening also are at different levels in their business so for a somebody let's say who's running a local tax shop somewhere or someone who is running a boutique from their house um, or selling clothes from home or something in that category, then WhatsApp really becomes one of the main channels to use because they are primarily going to do much of their marketing using their WhatsApp statuses, um, posting in different groups and expecting people to respond to their marketing efforts uh, into their WhatsApp inbox and coming back. However, when you look at a business like um, a bank, which is much bigger and has a lot of a, a, a much bigger muscle and capacity to do a lot more. WhatsApp really sometimes gets relegated to become maybe a support channel um, and maybe a platform where notifications and um, announcements are made. And um, that's so the strategy on how to use these uh, things really depends on where the business is and their capacity and their muscle and how much they can spend in their digital marketing effort. So in terms of strategy formulation, you it's a lot wider and it will be difficult for me to give it in one line or two lines on how to formulate digital, a digital marketing strategy. But um, it's really based on your capacity and it's really based on uh, uh, what the business can afford to do at the moment. I hope I answered that well. I can't, I can't complain too much on that. But I wanted to touch on just WhatsApp. Um, what would you say, like let's say someone's selling a sole trader business on WhatsApp, I'm selling clothes. Um, how do I approach a digital marketing strategy on WhatsApp? So like looking at the channel with the limitations it has, although it's the most universal in Zimbabwe, yeah. what, would, what, what would your pointers be for someone trying to start up a business using WhatsApp as their sole uh, digital marketing channel? Okay. So the first thing, definitely, we have two forms or two types of WhatsApp. There is the business one, and then there's, there's a personal one. So the first step would be to have a WhatsApp business account. It doesn't include or has a lot more functionality than the ordinary one. Um, so it allows you to set up your product, show your location on a map, also um, allow you to give an introduction uh, of the business and what you do. It also allows you to have automated responses. 
Um, for example, if a new person, if somebody sends you a, a message for the first time ever, they'll then get a response which introduces your business and what you do and uh, all the other information that you may want your customers to know. So that's the first step, having the WhatsApp business uh, account properly set up. Then the next thing that you would do is um, you would have to create a com communities uh, of people who are interested in what you offer. So one of the, one of the main challenges of uh, digital marketing is that the people that you introduce yourself to, um, you, have to you have to have some kind of a relationship with people. People have to sort of trust you before they can do business, business with you online. Unlike uh, a normal shop, which is in town, where somebody is walking around in town and they can walk in and see that they like these jeans and then they try them on if they, if they feel that the jeans are cool, then they buy. On, on a digital platform, you people need to trust you to even believe that what the genes you say you have, you do have them. So to, to have that um, trust to be built, you then need to have several interactions with the customer and, until they get to a point where they are confident to buy. So to have such interactions, one of the methods you can use if you are just doing it on WhatsApp is to create a WhatsApp group. So how, do you, how are you going to do it? So you may create your WhatsApp group, for example, around the different kinds of people that you serve as a business. So if you're selling clothes, let's say to um, youngsters, like let's say you're selling clothes, children's clothes, then you create a group maybe for mothers or parents uh, who are choosing children's clothes. So you in that group, you then share the children's clothes and what type of clothes are fit for uh, insights and information like when you're going to church, what type of clothes do you have? Uh, when you're going for school sporting, what should you be wearing? And that kind of stuff, kind of useful stuff for that group to find value in you as a service provider. And at the same time, also showcase your new products for that particular audience in that group. And as you show them that we have these jeans or these shorts or these t-shirts for the, for the for children, then your people who are in that group can then be um, ordering those maybe in your inbox, whatever system that you set. Then you probably have a different group for uh, maybe uh, young men, maybe who are young men who are maybe in their twenties and below. And then you have a different type of interaction there, different types of genes, different types of uh, clothes, whatever you are doing. And you understand the separation of these groups in that what the young people in their twenties and below will be interested in is definitely different from what the parents will be interested in. So these groups then gives you a chance to, um, for people to see what you have and for you to give some kind of value and tips and uh, information to them. And then also allows them to see testimonials of people that you have served successfully and they've received their goods as they give comments say, well, I ordered my things yesterday. I got them um, successfully this morning. Thank you so much. It's been good doing business. So it allows them to build that trust. And they also would then probably with time buy from you as a new customer. Then an extra effort would then be needed to uh, ask people to then join those groups so that those communities keep growing and keep increasing. That's what I would say uh, for a sole trader with WhatsApp. Uh, I hope it's... Uh, it's, it's comprehensive. Yeah, most definitely it's comprehensive. Uh, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, um, so we kind of really narrowed down on WhatsApp, uh, which is super cool because, you know, WhatsApp is the thing that's used uh, mainly in Zimbabwe. But now I'm just wondering, okay, so if we are looking uh, in a broader sense, um, 
how, after finding the channels and you've kind of formulated the strategy and the goals that you want, um, how would a business owner then generate and nature uh, business leads if, if it's not just specific to WhatsApp, like on a, on a more um, broader sense? Okay, so you, you have actually put a lot of assumptions in the question. Um, mm. which, which shows that you are speaking from a vantage point, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the first assumption you did put in is, I might ask you to repeat your question so that I answer it later on. But I just want to clarify on this, which is, um, firstly, uh, the mistake that people make is to think that digital marketing is based on channels. And, and my approach is actually the reverse. So my approach is, you don't choose the channels first. You rather choose uh, what you want to do first and then look at the people you want to serve. And then from there, you then determine which channels work. So if you, let me just use this example and I'm not gonna mention anybody or you know, any brand's name. If you go and check on most banks in Zimbabwe, most of them do have YouTube channels. And the bottom line, almost with all their YouTube channels that they don't have any content, but they do have the channels. So what this means is these people want to set up all the social media profiles, but they have really nothing to put on their YouTube channels. And the YouTube is quite classic. And for some of them, even their Twitter account are almost dead. And the reason why I'm saying this is, is because they are doing their business. The, the, we, the method of you create the channels and then you find the content and what to do with them later. So I'm saying that you should look at the people you are serving, look at what you want them to do, and then use that to determine which channels you want to be. So there's something that is called a buyer persona, buyer persona development um, or buyer persona specification where you profile your customers. There are businesses which, even though data is expensive is in Zimbabwe and all that, there are businesses that if they really base their strategy on WhatsApp, they are going to fail this man because the people they are looking for will never join WhatsApp groups. And they are so busy that if they join a WhatsApp group, they probably don't see all the conversations that are there because WhatsApp is not the platform for them. But there are also businesses that if they are going to be on LinkedIn, it will be a waste of time because their type of people who are buying uh, whatever they are selling are not going to be uh, taken seriously on a platform like LinkedIn. So you should look at your business and look at what you want to do. And the focus should be on your business instead of all this technology and all these channels and all these technology and channels are enablers for what you want to do they are not the drivers for what you want to do so that's 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 the assumption that i feel that maybe was made in that but at the same time after you've defined um uh, you've defined what you want to do and the, and the who you are selling to and then you have chosen your channels um, then you are now going to move into, 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 into action. And you ask the question there, how do you nature leads? But probably let me answer the one that how do you generate leads? Because it's actually one of the most common challenges uh, when it comes to online. People, uh, when you put something on your Facebook page, for example, you get a likes from all your five friends who are, um, who are interested and they say, hi, uh, keep pushing, Dara is working. Uh, let's keep working at it and things like that. And you, after a lot of likes and shares and comments and all that, you probably don't have much um, leads or anybody who has shown some kind of interest. So you need to actually have an effort to do lead generation. And uh, then after you, then you come to nature. So in short, nurturing is 
uh, done through one education, um, teaching people uh, about around the things that uh, you are selling or teaching people about what they want to achieve with your product. So if you are selling clothes, people want to look smart, they want to look maybe professional or they want to look youthful. Um, so you have to teach them how to achieve that reason why they are buying. So if somebody wants to look professional, you then have to teach them how to look professional and how to have maybe some etiquette and things like that so that they find your community valuable. So this is how you nature them. As you show them, you are the expert and you are worth their trust and you are worth their, um, they should be listening to you as an expert in your domain. Then they are going to be uh, buying from you. So in a, maybe in a short way, nurturing is maybe summarized in this online, you have to sell helpfully. Um, so as you help the people listening to you uh, with content and with information, then they are going to um, listen to you and they are going to buy from you. So that in short, that's how lead nurturing is done. Um, I hope my answer, which is quite long, is a um, is, is good one. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it is uh, a good one. And it did um, answer the question, right? Um, so something that actually came into mind when you were, when you were speaking, um, when you're saying, okay, you need to look at what people need, provide the value. Um, I just started to think about word of mouth. Like it seems to be one of the most powerful things um, for a business to grow uh, its, its business. Um, I'm just wondering if there's anything else outside of what you've spoken about that you think um, a business might do to get their customers to vouch um, for their products that might incorporate um, digital marketing? So, yeah, if this, this is, um, that's a good question. Um, customer experience is critical, you know, um, and advocacy, which, you, which is uh, where, what do you call it? Word of mouth is part of that advocacy. Uh, where customers then come to a place where they can say, hey, if you want to let people know about anything technological going or techy going on in Zimbabwe, you get up, you better reach out to these guys at Tech Zim. They're going to push you forward. It's based on on customer experience. Or for people to then say, well, there's this guy I know called Trust. He knows what he's doing and whatever. It's based on their experience dealing with Trust. And unfortunately, customer experience is not um, something that is guaranteed uh, for a business to always provide because things do go wrong. Uh, in, in a business. And so that's where you then find sometimes the, the PR people have to come in and fix one or two things that would have gone wrong sometimes. Um, so there will be no business which is perfect. And I'm also not speaking like someone who is perfect, but I'm saying that customer giving your customers the best experience is what uh, causes them to naturally then give that word of mouth or, or even um, fight for you in some circumstances. Uh, or even shout out to say that that thing that went wrong was a mistake. These people are not like that or things or, or something like that. So that comes off a good experience from you, but businesses have to put an extra effort to give their customers a good experience. One of the things that could be done is having accessible, um, being accessible as a business. If someone has a query, uh, even a question that is asked on your Facebook page, you should not be too busy to, respond to questions that are asked in the comment section. Um, it's not easy to do, I, I agree, but those are the ideals because customers get lost with their questions. They ask on the wrong channel, they phone the, the accounts department to ask for marketing staff. People don't have to slam their phones, they have to direct them to the right place and take care of their customers. Good experiences 
they'll be ready to give word of mouth and recommend. And these human interaction issues, they don't go away because we are now on a digital platform. Rather, they are even much more louder because whatever happens there is quite public and will be seen by everybody. So that has to be done in a much more uh, much more attention has to be given to those issues now because digital platforms are mostly public, especially social media. See, um, so I'm gonna, it's gonna be kind of, sort of a sort of a recap question in a sense. Yeah. So saying, um, okay, we've identified what our business wants to be, right? Yeah. We've set our goals, we've set our audience, we know our audience resides. Um, we're now just using that the digital marketing channel simply as an enabler to get us from where we are to our audience, right? We've set our strategy out. We know how we want to push our products, how we want to push our services. We're making sure the back end is done well, customer service experience is done properly. So how do, how then do we then begin to measure success? Like how do we after implementing all of this stuff? What's yeah. these goals? How do we then begin to measure success? And then how do we ensure that like in this cycle, 2021, learning from the lessons of 2020, because 2020 people were just learning about how to use the digital sphere in order to get their products and services out there. But 2021 now, we're now going to plan properly to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. So how do we measure success for 2021? And then to 2022, right? How do we ensure that the goals we set uh, for 2022 are not a repetition of what we did this year? All right, that's um, so business goals uh, have been set already. And how do you measure wh how, whether we are there or not? Mm. So this, you have to look at the results. And uh, this also has to advise what you're going to do next. So what do I mean by the results? Let's say, so I would, if I'm setting my business goals, I would set them this way. I would say in 2021, we need to make, uh, let's say you are a solopreneur, you are running your, one business, we need to make $12,000 by the end of the year uh, in our profits. We want to uh, have profits of $12,000 by the end of the year. That's our goal as a business. Now, we using all that we have said before, we are now going to say, um, how are we going to use this digital, which digital marketing channel can we use to, to get as much money? So maybe you use historical data, which is uh, of all of all the digital marketing platforms available, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, email marketing, what's happening on the website, um, Google Ads, um, and search search engine optimization, and all this. Which of these channels of interacting with your customers have really brought high value customers, or have brought our ideal customers? So we identify those useful channels, and then we go with them. And so our goal is to have $12,000 by the end of the year. And then using historical data, if, they, if it's there, we are going to then say, so we are going to spend 40% of our effort on, on Google Ads because last year it brought in 40% of the revenue. We are also going to spend 25% uh, on, uh, let's say, Facebook Ads because it brought something. We are going to spend this and this. And then from there, we we move into action and as a business our goal is revenue so we keep our eyes on that and all the other things become pointers as to whether we are achieving that or not so let's say you go into facebook you are running facebook ads um and then a one particular facebook ad really starts having a fantastic reach uh really is having a lot of clicks a lot of comments and people are loving it and all this those are fantastic things and would love it 
to bring, make our network bigger and all that. But all those things cannot make the business survive. What makes the business to survive is the revenue and the money. So with all these things to celebrate within the digital, uh, the digital platforms, which I love calling uh, vanity metrics, the actual metric which makes your business survive and not sink like many businesses did, unfortunately, last year, and some are continuing to do so this year. Um, to, to make sure a business does not sink, you have to make sure that your eyes are on the revenue. So any digital marketing channel which makes you popular but does not make bring you money, you have to look and see and check to things. Why are we not making money in, from this thing? What's wrong with our approach? What's wrong with our Because the real measure for success is the revenue and that's what makes the business survive so all the other things like traffic likes uh, engagement reach and all this they are pointers which help us make the decision as to why we are getting the money or why we are not getting the money there's an interesting um, metric in uh, google ads and in uh, facebook ads and i'm going to explain to you why i'm, I'm referring to these two uh, unfortunately, maybe this is talks to people with maybe a bigger mass of doing digital marketing. Um, it is called ROAS, which is a return on advertising spent. ROAS, return on advertising spent. So if you are spending $10 in your Facebook ads, this ROAS is showing you that of every $10 you are spending, you are getting $3 back. Now, unfortunately, most people like to reside in the low level of digital marketing where they just throw things into the air and hope to get something back. But you, I, I would rather I, I invite the person listening to go deeper with it if you're actually going to get the results. Why? Because when you look at this metric like ROAS, you immediately would stop an advert if after five days, when you see that this advert is not bringing in any value at all and it's not working, you shut it off before it wastes your money. And, and um, but if you are going to just throw things in the air or into these platforms and hope and believe that things are going to work out, then you are going to spend a long time working without looking at what's going on. And some most of the times you then don't have results. And then you, people start saying, data marketing doesn't work. I've been trying this Facebook thing. It's not working. It's a waste of time and all this and all this. It's because people are trying to do it maybe on the shallow levels not really they're not trying to get deeper and sometimes the excuse is that we are not it people but really now the world is open information is out there if you have the time and the interest you can learn and you can go deeper into it and that's how you can actually have meaningful results from this um so the measurement is done with revenue because that's what makes the business survive So the, 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 the one metric is definitely uh, revenue. You can't, the, the money talks basically is how you should measure your success. You can't, you can't run away from that. <laughs> you can't uh, run away from that, yeah. Yeah, definitely can't run away from that. Um, but um, one thing I noticed is you were mentioning ROAS and you were also mentioning Google Analytics, and it seems like there are quite a there are quite a lot of digital marketing resources out there that um, individuals of different levels can employ in their business. Um, which ones would you feel are, are I don't know the ones that best fit a certain uh, aspiring or Establish digital marketing in terms of learning more about the space and 
understanding the tools that they can best use within that space as well. Okay, um, so this is probably a trying to, um, for me to kind of create a learning path for somebody who is interested to learn these things from where they are to the next step, is that correct? Yes, yes. Okay, thank you. Um, so what I would advise for somebody who is uh, maybe setting out clearly from uh, zero, I know there's going to be, there's always going to be a constraint between um, self-improvement and making money. And that challenge that does not go away, I think at any level in life, um, because for somebody who is needed to make money today, and we are now sending them to go to do this course and go and learn here and read this here. They are asking, they are saying that they need to make money today. So that challenge of making money and uh, learning or improving yourself is going to stay like that for a lifetime. And sometimes people go, you you number one running aside, number one running aside, oscillating and changing like that. And sometimes when you then stop improve yourself for so long, you see it when the efforts you are putting also start yielding. Uh, less results. So one sign of somebody who is not invested much in learning is that their efforts begin to yield little and little and little as the world changes and things improve. So to get started on learning digital marketing, I would recommend uh, there are Google, there's a Google course, the Google Digital Skills for Africa course, an online course on Google. It's free and it really gives a lot of um, good background and good foundational information and content about uh, digital marketing. I really recommend that. And uh, it's something that's gonna give you a, a good feel of what the whole spectrum looks like. And then from there, you can then um, improve. So it has a lot of wide subjects and wide uh, uh, topics that you can get a foundation. And then from there, you can build from there. And then I'm also going to say that every tool, every two, especially the tools that have been around for five, six years, all these Google Analytics, Google Ads, uh, Facebook or Twitter and all this, all of these tools, I'm going to share with you a secret today, which is all of them, they have a section where they teach people how to maximize their tool. And unfortunately, most people who would, um, would like a person to tell them what's written on the help section of a tool. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Uh, there is a help section and there's a tutorial for how to do Google Ads on the Google Ads website. And they would love a person like me to tell them how to do those lessons that are written on the Google Ads help section. I guess people like a human being to show them, but one of the skills that is going to make people survive in this age we are in is self-learning. One of the skills that is going to really take you far in your career, whatever the career is, is self-learning and the ability to learn things online without seeing the person physical in front of you and the ability to take an online course, uh, experiment with what's being said, do your own observations and grow from there. So that's the part I would say. I would say start with the Google Digital Skills uh, course and then move into specifics like social media, SEO, um, email marketing. And as you do this, each tool that you are introduced to has a help section or has a blog where they teach how that particular tool can be used, can be used to achieve different results and different things. And some of them, they have webinars which are free. They've got training sessions which are free. So if you have the time and you have maybe the data and the 
that's the path that I would recommend. Then at a point, maybe you may then need to get a professional course. Um, that's when you may sign up for a paid for course so that you get a, a proper certificate that you prove your knowledge. But in terms of for you to do for your business, this learning on your own and learning on these free courses are good enough. And maybe at a point you might need a human coach to ask your specific questions and to get uh, uh, your difficult situations solved, maybe in an African context, so that you get assistance. That's that's what I would say as, as a learning path and a development path. Fantastic, oh, that's great. So yeah, uh, to all those listening, all these uh, tools and resources that he mentioned, we're going to put the links in the descriptions so that you can uh, check them out. But also I was, I was keen on understanding as well, um, you have a 10 for 10 challenge that's going on right now. Tell us a bit more about that. All right, so a lot of businesses are going down, especially the smaller ones because of the lockdowns. And even the big ones, they are laying off people because um, a lot of people are losing a lot of revenue due to the lockdowns and all this pandemic thing going on. Um, so, and one of the reasons is because the terrain for business has changed. Uh, the way business was done in a normal time where people would drive or go to town and buy things is different now. So businesses now need to learn new techniques, new uh, methods of doing things. And that's why we are doing the 10 for 10. So the 10 for 10 challenge is a 10 day event, which started yesterday on Monday. Um, and um, it's um, going to continue from, so it's from the 1st of February to the 12th of February, 2021. And um, we are there from 7 p.m. to night to, to 8 p.m. We have uh, each day a particular lesson and a particular thing that people need to uh, learn and then have a homework, which they can go and do and share. And uh, I, I, we had one session last night. We have very, very good and very encouraging feedback. And we are doing this for free because people are losing money. People are, families are struggling because businesses are closing. A lot of things are happening and pressure is mounting. So we are doing this for free just to help somebody out there to grow and to develop and to, to, to keep their business afloat in this season. And of course, attending this does not mean that your business is going to sink if you are not going to apply the principles and the techniques that are being shared there. That's what I would say about. So the website is uh, 10 for 10. Uh, 10, 10 is a digit four letters. Uh, so it's 10FOR10.co.zw. You can register there and get directions on how, what to do next for you to join the challenge. Oh, great. So, so I'm assuming that um, signing up is still open right now for the remaining days that are there. And also we're going to be adding the link for this in the description as well for your convenience. Thank you. Thank you. So yes, signing up is open until the very last day uh, because obviously people are going to hear this at different stages and levels. And uh, so the previous video, so there is a Facebook group that people will be asked to join and all the previous videos that would have been done and posted for the 12 days will be available um, until I think maybe the last day. Then after that, they will go away uh, as the group is disbanded. But um, for those 12 days, there will be, so people can join at any point 
and uh, would love actually for as many people to join because sometimes when you have decided to help people because to be honest with you the information we are sharing there is not um cheap information uh, we are not doing it for free because our things are not valuable or we don't know what we are doing or we are trying to become popular we are really giving our best tips and our best uh the, some of the best things that we have developed and we have seen working for some of our clients. Um, so when you decide to help, you would love to help as many people as possible. So we would love as many people to join and benefit from it and get the free help while it's still available. Oh, fantastic. Uh, thank you so much, Trust, for joining us. I'm going to steal the mic from Valentine for a moment. <laughs> And um, yeah, thanks to everyone that's been listening to this podcast. Hopefully you learned a thing or two about digital marketing and hey, it's an, you can do this thing online as well. So uh, you, can, you can find a free, I mean, it's lockdown after all. Uh, so much appreciated trust for uh, coming through and hanging out with us, taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, and yeah, hopefully we will do this more often. Thank you so much um, for the opportunity. And uh, I enjoyed being here and answering the questions. Thank you so much. All right. And from me and Valentine and Rufaro, catch you next time. Bye. Bye.